0: Do you feel bonded or even like connected to a narcissist? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARCAP, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here in some of this video about narcissism or narcissistic abuse or some of my story or journey about narcissism would love to have you like or subscribe would love to have you hit the notification so you get notified when we release new videos daily so please check it out stick around subscribe for more okay well when we're talking about being bonded or like connected to a narcissist i want to be able to explain to you about being bonded fast to a narcissist and manipulation. And I wanna give you a couple examples and also some tips on how to protect yourself of that bond that is very manipulative, that is very connected wise of trying to get you locked in. Okay, so diving in first off, we know a lot of times that narcissists are very manipulative. They're very manipulative in how they expect to have automatic compliance, of how they're entitled, of a lot of different things that come from like the NPD diagnosis to the place of also saying like, hey, they're manipulated because they want to get a certain result from you. They want to make sure that they get something out of you, and we might dive into that a little bit more. But when we talk about manipulating, a lot of it gets to building very intense connections. Like, I want to be able to build an intense connection with another person, oftentimes from the narcissist perspective, to get to be with someone, to have an affair, or to get supply from another person, or to get attention and validation. Okay, so as a narcissist, the goal a lot of times is let me get close and fast to another person so that they ignore the red flags in my life. So they ignore the things that are actually there and that are distracting, that are hurting, that are actually problems in their relationship. So a lot of times, narcissists will try to connect with you on anything. Like the goal is let me build a connection with you as fast as possible. You can find that a lot of times with music, with movies, with sex, with work, with politics, with secrets, with a lot of different things that'll happen that a narcissist will try to build that connection. A lot of times you have three. I narrowed it down to like three. There's a lot of different ones, but I'm going to highlight three in particular. Sometimes narcissists will try to build a connection. They'll try to build that connection through jokes. So for instance, like let's say we're going through and we're walking you and me, we walking down the road and you stumble and you trip and you almost fall. Okay. Well, that might be something that I'm like, are you okay? Like we'll, we'll have a little exchange. Okay. That little exchange will, I'll then take into the next aspect of life. We'll be interacting with maybe your friends or maybe your family and going on a walk with all of them. In front of them, a lot of times what I would do is be like, oh, like, be careful, you're going to fall again, Like, watch out for that crack, something that's going to be a slight joke. Now, a couple things happen here. When I do this, one, it's an instant bond between the two of us because nobody else in the circle of what we're doing in that moment has experienced what I'm bringing up. What it does is it communicates in almost like a triangulation way, it communicates to other people, we've experienced something that they haven't. Now, even though it's not like, oh, we're being exclusive about this trip joke. No, it's just something that immediately sets the stage that, hey, there's something different here. It instantly connects us because I'm bringing up something that takes us back to a moment that it was only you and I. As a result, down the road, I can use that multiple times as a joke or as a flirt look flit, can't say it, flirty, we're just going to go with that, as a flirty way to be able to say something to you, to try to be able to build a connection there that normally wouldn't be there, normally you wouldn't have a connection just by someone tripping and falling, but that idea of let me build that, that's where it becomes more malicious, and not just a joke, and not just like a flirty thing to be able to have, build a connection with someone, it's more, uh, it's more cynical in the actual like thought process behind it. However, as a narcissist and going through that and doing that, I tried not to think of it in that negative light. I tried to be like, no, this is how I build connection with people. Okay. So sometimes they'll build, try to build connection through jokes. Other times they'll try to build connection through common experiences. Okay. So like the idea of like, I've gone through that, I've done that. That's been something I've experienced as well. You like doing this. I love doing that too. Common experiences, it could be things that they like, but it could be things that they've done. Sometimes you'll have a narcissist or a toxic person that is very much a liar that you'll say you've done water skiing. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love water skiing too. I just haven't been in forever. And then when you go and they're like, oh yeah, no, I I actually have a fear of water. Like all of a sudden you start to realize like, wait a second, this doesn't match up. But to build that connection fast, I have to find something that I connect with you on. If I can connect with you on something, even if I haven't experienced it, it builds a connection and then we can figure that part out. That's the part of where sometimes like narcissists intentionally lie, sometimes they don't, like it's sometimes it's just habit. Like, oh yeah, I do that too. Like instant connection building. The other part is sometimes they can build a connection through trauma. And when we're talking about trauma from a narcissistic perspective, you have to keep in mind the idea that trauma sometimes as from a narcissist will produce in this aspect of fake vulnerability. Now, when we're talking fake vulnerability, this is when the narcissist actually brings up the idea of like, hey, this happened to me and I was like really abused by it. This happened to me and this is why I rage. This is why I lash out. This is why X, Y, and Z. A lot of times there'll be a whole litany of different things. Sometimes with this fake vulnerability, what it is, is it's showing, uh, showing the other person stuff that's happened in the past, not about stuff in the present. It's not about how I feel now, it's about how I'm a victim of the things that have happened in the past. And a lot of times you have a narcissist that has this victim mentality and keeps bringing it up over and over and over again as a way to be able to show you that they're actually vulnerable, but just not when it comes to the relationship or not when it comes to different aspects of their life because, well, they're a victim. Well, when we're talking through this aspect of building connection through jokes, through common experiences, through trauma, a lot of times narcissists is like, let me figure out whatever I need to do to build a connection fast. Narcissists build connection with you to hide the void, the insecurities that they feel inside a lot of times you'll develop a bond with this person and you'll start to get stuck with the fear, with the obligation, and with the guilt. That's what we talk about with narcissistic fog. Leads you out into a fog and can direct you however they want because of fear, because of obligation, because of guilt. Typically when we're talking about that connection piece, you start to get connected really deep into a level called the trauma bond. The trauma bond that's based off of hope, potential and cognitive dissonance and is actuated through intermittent reinforcement, through the highs and lows of being with this person to the place where you're like, no, like, I hope they're going to change. I hope they're going to get better. But he had so much potential. She had so much potential. We had so much potential of how good we could have been together as a couple. Maybe if I stick around, we'll just get that back. Maybe it'll be better. And the hard thing about the cognitive dissonance, the holding two opposing thoughts, like do I believe the words, the actions, what they said, what they didn't say, do I make this choice or this choice, what do I actually do, is when people are stuck in that over period of time, it tells them a couple things romantically. Either this is all that love is, this is all the love that you're worth, or this is just the price you have to pay in order to get to the love, to get to the connection that you crave and that you desire with another person. Last but not least, I want to kind of touch base is like, just because you feel an intense connection, but don't feel good, or maybe there's a wave of shame that comes over, maybe there's something going on there, you need to evaluate because you never know when sometimes it might be toxic, it might be a connection that is really tight and it feels great, but Is it actually built based on honesty, based on truth, based on actual vulnerability, and how's that other person showing up on a day-to-day basis? If you're with a narcissist today and you're struggling with the trauma bond, please reach out for help. We try to work with people on a daily basis to help them break free in their mind, not just physically, not just emotionally, but to be able to walk through and say, hey, I know that this person's toxic and I no longer want to go back. When we work with people and partner with them to try to teach them the tool to deal with the triggers and walk through the process to break free from the triggers, get rid of them, eradicate them completely, people find immense healing and immense growth. Last but not least, we're getting ready to step into 2023. 2023 is a place of opportunity for you to heal, grow, change, and develop. Now, I want to introduce you to the 45-Day Clarity Challenge. You can access it at claritychallenge.net. There's a small window of time for you to be able to sign up today to transform your life, to transform who you are on a day-to-day basis. It is a daily accountability piece where you log in, where you learn, where you you view videos, where you read texts, where you interact with other survivors who are going through the same stuff and that are also posting to have that accountability, that transparency, and that honesty. Once you are able to engage with that honesty, that radical acceptance of what's going on in your life, that's when you start having a change. That's when you start taking back your power. That's when you put it out there and you're like, this is the truth. This is what I'm dealing with. And just in stating your truth, that gives you power as you heal, as you grow, as you change, and as you develop. So today, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to join us in the 45-day challenge to walk through with other survivors to change your story, to change your life, and to develop a new you. Will you join us? Go to claritychallenge.net to be able to access more. I hope you join us there.